Welcome to the Higgins House and my mommy's podcast. <laughs> hey, you guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Higgins House. I am back with my best friend, Mackenzie, and uh, we are going to talk today all about uh, mental health and motherhood, um, whether that be during pregnancy, post-pregnancy, or having nothing to do with pregnancy whatsoever. Um, so welcome back, Mackenzie. Hello. You made it. I made it. You're I'm back. Here. We are uh, officially have decided that we're sponsored by Sonic. So mm-hmm. when you see a Sonic cup, that's why. So let's talk about, um, you know, we've I've talked in a lot of other episodes about postpartum depression. I honestly don't know. Did you ever have any of that? During pregnancy, after pregnancy, anything like that? Never anything officially diagnosed, but now looking back, <laughs> I can definitely see mm-hmm. where I had a lot of those things. So, like, what did that look like for you? So, especially with Huntley being my first, it looked a lot like being afraid to go anywhere with her by myself, um, especially grocery stores. Like, I couldn't mentally do it. Um, sometimes even just walking outside. Like, I felt like I had to have her and be safe and couldn't risk anything happening. See, that's funny. I was on the opposite side. I went everywhere with all of my children. Like, I think Lainey Kate was, and I really, I don't think I had postpartum depression, but my level of thinking was different with Lainey Kate. She was like a week or two old. And I was like, we're going to Walmart. We need groceries. And I loaded everybody up and I took everybody with me. Oh, I remember that phone call. (laughs) I was like, I got it. We're fine. Yeah. And I am blocking my whole self. Okay, cool. (laughs) Um, And so like I had none of that. But with Zane, I remember vividly like out the gate, like we hadn't even left the hospital yet. And I was so angry about everything. Like. Eating wasn't working. Latching wasn't working, which that alone is its own job. Oh, yeah. But none of that would work. And I was so mad. And I couldn't even tell you what I was mad about. But I was it was like I was mad at him because it wouldn't work. And because I had to do something different or try something different to fix it. Right. And that went on for a year. That was a fun time. (laughs) And now because of that, I have to change my way of thinking because anytime things don't go well, I lose, lose it. Yeah. Lose my ish. Yeah. So what is the hardest? So our kids are four and two, four and two, four and two. Mm -hmm. What is the hardest part right now mentally with this age? Um, right now uh, my two year old is, we're either leaving the terrible twos, we're entering the three-nager, like we're beginning the foot stomping, no, <laughs> like testing the boundaries of life. And she's my chill child, so nothing like my first child. My first child. And she don't care. No, my yeah, first one's Benjamin a people pleaser. Taylor doesn't care. And so it's trying to teach her like the ways to express mm-hmm. without me exploding yep. about her anger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very familiar with that. So, <laughs> so fun, fun fact. I started on ADHD meds a couple months ago now, I guess it's mm-hmm. been and went on Friday to get a fill refill. And she said, Oh, we haven't gotten the acceptance from your insurance yet. So we can't fill it until we get that. And I'm like, okay, cool. Except this is a small town 
uh, pharmacy. So they're closed today, Saturday, um, with, to no fault of their own. They should enjoy their time at home. So I'm not medicated for the next couple of days. And I did not realize until being unmedicated after the fact, like I made it 31 years of my life without meds, but I did not realize how dysregulated and like out of sorts I get in every aspect of life, but also like how quick I yeah. jump. Yeah. Um, until, until I did not have my medication was like, Oh man, like, Ooh. So this morning I like woke up and did everything I could to make the day normal. Like I still went to Sonic and got a drink, which would have happened regardless, but I still went and did that. Mm-hmm. I got up, we made beds. We got up, we got dressed, which typically I wouldn't care about, but I had to like keep my, my everyday norm there because otherwise I'm the yelling mom and sometimes I'm still the yelling mom. But at the end of the day, I go to bed and I feel like a crappy mom right. because I'm like, I yelled at somebody cried. I'm fairly certain that I've failed my child somewhere along the line. And then you just feel like crap. Yeah. For the rest of the night. And, and then if you're like me, you're up half the night thinking about it. Oh yeah. Um, and so how in general, how is your, we're going to, we've already prepared ourselves that it's going to be a a deep and dark topic of the day, but what, what does overall general mental health look like for you right now? So I started anxiety medicine. Sorry, my husband. (laughs) Um, I started anxiety medicine for the first time last September. So I've been on it for a little over a year. Um, best thing I've ever done for Uh myself in my whole life. Like I, don't feel like a crazy person all the time. Um, looking, that's where now that I'm on medicine and I see the difference in myself. Define crazy person. Crazy person. Um, crazy person. I mean, I know what it looks like, but I see you every day. So yeah, <laughs> you see the crazy. So crazy person for me felt like constantly overthinking, constantly worrying about what was going to happen next. If I couldn't visualize it, like mm-hmm. if somebody, if you invited me to go somewhere new that I've never been before. Mm-hmm. Which I, I don't would, do. Which you don't do. We, neither of us can handle it. No, but I would have to visually picture myself getting there because if I couldn't picture it, mm-hmm. I would, I would panic. Mm-hmm. Like I would, I'm the one that gets there 20 to 30 minutes early to sit in my car and watch people, how they go in the door, where they're supposed to go. Like mm-hmm. it's just how I function. And I'm not saying that hasn't gone away with medicine, but I can see the difference. You don't panic when, when you get there late or and you didn't see where everybody went in. No, it's not you as don't bad. Like it, but I can but maybe you get panic. there five minutes early rather than thirty <laughs> minutes early. Um, so that's helped a lot. So I'm on a daily one, and then I also have one for when I feel like it's going to be a day. Like there are times where I can wake up and I can tell Will, I don't know what it is about today, but today is going to be a day. I feel anxious. My heart is racing. I can just tell I'm off. Mm-hmm. And like now, I feel like now that I've had medication, I can see those things in myself. Mm -hmm. I can tell I'm about to get overstimulated. I can see the signs. Whereas before, I just thought this was life. This is how we Mm -hmm. function. This is motherhood. And it took me getting on medicine and really getting help to see that that's not normal. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I get it. And I think to preface, this is not an episode to say you should go get put on meds or you no, should not. No, not at all. I'm, I I call myself semi-crunchy because I've tried all the things. Yeah. I've tried for 31 years all the things before I even allowed myself to consider medication. And so really what the whole point is to ensure that every all the moms know that they're not the only ones that may feel this way. Not at all. Um, and so for me, I think I have, <laughs> I have things 
that I do that. My head, my, my poor husband, he doesn't get it. And it's not, I don't even know how to explain it. I think it's half the battle. And so like, <laughs> for example, so like yesterday, as the morning has started and everything is fine, nothing has happened. Everybody actually slept till they were supposed to sleep. Not today. They were all up at five 30, but whatever. Not in my house. Everybody has slept and you know, we're getting dressed and things are going fine and nothing has happened. But I have a, this predisposed notion in my head that I now have to get dressed, which means that I now have to figure out what I'm going to wear, mm-hmm. which in the past has been an issue because nothing fit because of post baby bod. And now, and I know this is annoying when I say this yes, to people. Is. I know, but I'm going to say it anyways. <laughs> now I've lost a significant amount of weight and all my clothes are too big. And so I have the same feeling regardless of the fact that I've lost an extreme amount of weight and that I'm in a different pant size. So I'm still changing. We, we literally just put clothes on hangers today. And Tyler was like, do you even put them back? Or do we just wash the clothes that you take off when you're trying to figure out what you're wearing? And I was like, that's the topic for another time. Yeah. And so I go through this. And so Tyler comes in and he says something and he pops me on the butt and I lose it. And he's like, what are you, what? Like, there's no reason for you to be overstimulated. There's no reason for you to feel that way because everything's been fine. Right. And I, I didn't have an answer for it. Like now looking back, I'm like, it's because I, I pre prepped myself that I was going to have to figure out how to get dressed. Yeah. And that took forever. And, and that's usually why we're late is they're all waiting on me. They're all dressed mm-hmm. and they're waiting on me because, you know, I go out of my way to prep everybody else's clothes. Oh yeah. Not my own. No, no. <laughs> and so, nor do I like check the weather first. <laughs> like this I, is where we I'm differ. like, I'm like, uh, the window feels chilly. I'll put a sweater on and then I go outside and I'm like, oh crap, it's two degrees outside. But so I, but my, I get very easily overstimulated and I did not know that that's what that was until now. And then I think when you add kids to the mix, so the TV's going, the toddler's, you know, I don't know, banging pots and pans, or, you know, if you're Benjamin running around singing the Paw Patrol song, and the other one's the Flash running circles around the living room. Lainey Kate's, blah, 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 blah. the sink is going because he's washing dishes, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to figure out how to make dinner, mm-hmm. and I can't do it. I, I literally can't do it. Yeah. And so we, we talked about this, and I told you I was going to teach you about it. We talked about our our vascular system yes. on my Instagram yesterday. And I like now I like look back at it because <laughs> I'm like, oh, what state was I in yesterday? <laughs> but do you ever do that whole over? I know that you we've talked about it before, but like over what does overstimulation look like for you? So really similar and mostly it does happen in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, it's that. Sorry. Damn <laughs> open floor plan. <laughs> it is. We have a very open floor plan. So um, it can look like, again, the TV is going or one of the kids has a tablet because mommy's done or <laughs> um, the vent hood is running yes. from dinner. That's a, and I've seen TikToks about it, but it, it's truly a it thing. it becomes white noise and then you can't yes. figure out why you're overstimulated because you don't realize yes. the vent is still going. <laughs> and so Will is really good now at like, again, I didn't know this about myself until recently. Like he can recognize when it's about to happen because mm-hmm. I physically have to stop. I cannot function. Mm-hmm. I will get irritable for zero reason. I'll go zero to a hundred mm-hmm. because there's too many things happening and I cannot focus on even the thoughts of my head. Mm-hmm. And so it usually looks like me exploding yep. or will seeing that I'm about to explode. And then I have to leave the room <laughs> because I don't want to Ex- yes. explode, but mm-hmm. 
mentally I can't, I can't do anything else. I cannot continue doing whatever I'm doing until I have taken myself out of the situation, taken a few breaths, Mm -hmm. and then I can go back. So what do you do when your husband's on shift? (laughs) Oh. Uh, We talked about this in another episode. Her husband is a firefighter, and so therefore his work week is, what is it? It's 24 hours on, 48 hours off. So he's oftentimes not there. Mm -hmm. So what happens then? (laughs) So I'm very conscious of shift night. Like I mentally remind myself, okay, today is going to be a shift night. So when we get home, like we have a different routine, I feel like, on shift nights and not shift nights. So when we get home, the girls know as soon as we walk in the door is not the time to ask mommy for something. (laughs) It's, you know, put your things away. I always go back to my bathroom, whether I have to really go or just go take a break. And then I can kind of get the life started. We do everything in the kitchen right away. They go to bed early on shift nights, mm-hmm. whether that means actually going to sleep or just getting in my bed at seven. Mm-hmm. And I don't do anything for myself until they've gone to sleep those nights. And they're long nights, but it's I can't do my own thing with no husband there and the children. How often do you... Maybe this may just be me. So my my most frequent blow-ups happen when I feel like I cannot do anything for myself, even though I have already prepared myself that I'm not going to do. Like, like I'm aware outside of my perspective that when we get home, the evening routine typically falls to me because Tyler usually gets home around bedtime. But like I'm usually doing from post-school pickup to that point, mm-hmm. I'm aware that things for myself will probably not happen. However, I still lose it or I do that like, it's fine. If your dad would stop doing this and help you, it would be fine. And I just make sure I say it loud enough that he hears me and that's not healthy and I don't suggest that. But like I get frustrated about things that I'm already prepared for. Yeah. And I I haven't figured out if it's because I long for that. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something else, do you do that? <laughs> oh yeah, especially if Will is home, and I'm I'm really good about not the like talking out loud to get their attention, but the hey, go ask your dad, like mm-hmm. go get his attention and ask him to do that. Um, I don't know. I think sometimes it's jealousy because you are serving everybody else, mm-hmm. and who's serving you? Why yeah. is nobody giving mm-hmm. you what you need? And we talked about this with uh, Meredith Cisco in the in the episode. Uh, couple episodes back she's talking about she's a stay-at-home mom and her husband she said it was like he would come home from work and it was like I was so proud like the sink the dishes were done everything was put away and he'd just walk in and he didn't say nothing yeah and she would get so mad and so they went to like this marriage intensive kind of like retreat type thing and she said and lo and behold in the middle of our conversation we discover in his mind and it wasn't like a sexist thing it was like that's your job yeah that's what you do because you're here. And she said, but then they flipped it and they were like, okay, but like, if you came home and it wasn't done, would you say something? Like if you came home oh, yeah. and, and the dishes, which I can't use this as an example because there's dishes in our sink all the time because <laughs> the dishwasher is broken. But like, if you came home and, and the things that are usually done weren't done, would you, even if it was politely, would you say something? Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, probably. And he was like, okay, so then this is my favorite term that I use with McKinsey. So flip the script. Yes. And then say it when you see it. Yeah. And so now she was just talking about the importance of 
communicating that to our husbands. Like, I need you to recognize that I have put in the work. Yeah. Especially, then you add in, uh, and no, this is no discredit to one versus the other, working or non-working moms. We are just both working moms. So then for us, in our scenario, then you add on, okay, well, I worked all day too. Yes. Like, I worked all day too, and then... Our, ours are a little similar in the sense of Tyler doesn't have off days kind of like with shift, but right. like Tyler has extremely slow days where he may not go to work at all because it's either rained so much that he can't, mm-hmm. like there's nothing to do. So then I'm like, you've been home all day and this is exactly what it looked like when I left. Yeah. <laughs> like you didn't think to maybe wash a dish uh-huh. <laughs> or the 27 things still sitting on your nightstand. Like, And so I think that we, it's not even that it's intentional. Like, it's not like you don't, you don't serve me. And I use that term serve loosely because I don't, y'all don't get it twisted. But like you, I, we have that longing to, to get all the same things done for us that we do for everyone else, even though that may not actually be realistic. Yeah. Like, is it realistic for someone to come make sure I'm fed, clothed, bathed, somebody to wipe my butt? And, you know, go about my day? Probably not. You want to carry me to the car and lock me in? I'm here for it. Yeah. But, like, just just acknowledge the little things. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I don't, and I don't know if it's maybe it's a female versus male thing. Or I don't know. Because Will and I actually had the same conversation this morning. Like, uh, how do I word this? So <laughs> my husband is also ADD. Mm-hmm. Um. We and are the so same human being. One is just a man and one is a woman. Correct. We are the same. So, like, I feel like I have to, and nobody tells me this. It's probably just built into my brain that I have to feed everybody, mm-hmm. clean the kitchen, do all the things. Well, he came home from shift this morning, and he was cleaning. And <laughs> and, and you said, what did you do wrong? I did. I said, up for it. I said, what are you doing? And he said, I'm cleaning. And I said, why? Why? <laughs> um, and he said, well, because our house is gross. And I said, I know. I'm sorry. I've kind of let it down. And he said, there are two people who live oh, in this oh, house. Wait, wait, wait. So you said, I know I'm sorry? I did. I apologize. Oh, okay. So see, I could already tell you how my response would have been. Because I'm the first one to be like, well, I'm sorry. Two people live here. And see, that's what Will said to but me. But I like cut him off before he could get to that part. Yeah. No, I, myself. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. I apologized that I had not cleaned. And mm. he looked at me and said, you're not the only one who lives here. This is not your job. Mm-hmm. And that kind of like took me back. I'm like, well, you're right. But I'm still sorry. <laughs> because that's who I am. I apologize mm-hmm. for things. I was going to say, you're the yeah. people pleaser though. Like I you, am. You want to please. I don't care. Yeah. This is why we work so well. You want to please. I don't care. And then you apologize for things that have nothing to do with you. A hundred percent. Like. Like our house is the way that it is because there are three ch- small people. Yeah. It doesn't matter if I'm running circles around, you know, picking up right after them. There's all the crap is still going to come out. Like, yeah. That's not. So, um, okay. So we're going to do an activity and that's why oh. I have, I pulled it okay. up. I pulled it up on my phone. So we're going to go through the, va- the, the vascular that's, that's not right. The nervous system <laughs> vascular might have something to do with it, but you have to ask a clinical a health professional with <sighs> that. Okay. So. We're going to go over the nervous system. Like we did it. I did it on my Instagram the other day, but okay. So your nervous system, the primary, uh, point of your nervous system is to keep you safe. Yes. Right. Okay. So you keeping you safe, you can feel safe or unsafe in two ways. 
um, evolutionary responses or past experiences. So when you get up, and I don't know if speaking in front of people bothers you. I honestly don't know. Does that bother you? Depends on where I am. Okay. So <laughs> we're going to pretend that it bothers you Great. In, in a scenario. The reason it probably bothers you, whether you remember it or not, is because at some point in the past, whether it be like fourth grade speech or whatever, yeah. you stood up and either you messed up and perceived it to be a failure or you publicly messed up and someone pointed it out or whatever the case may be. So have you ever had like a people, I know it's like a most embarrassing moment, but like a scenario oh like that. Oh my gosh, I have. Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> okay. So in college I had to take, you know, you have to take a communication class or whatever. Mm -hmm. So the topic was some, I don't remember what the topic was, something personal, something, something. So I have all kinds of fun medical back issues, right? Yes. I have rods on my back. It's a whole thing. So I remember in college, I had to, in front of my whole class, give this speech about my back and mm -hmm. all my health issues. You know, it is part of me. It, it is what it is. I remember crying, <laughs> almost crying, during this speech because I was so nervous. And oh, when I was done, my professor gave me 100 because she was impressed at how emotional I was about my speech. <laughs> It had nothing to do. You reached deep down I into your heart down. and gave a beautiful speech. Yeah. No, I was terrified. <laughs> but I got a perfect score. I will never forget that. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so, but so let's take that. Now, now think of another time that something happened, but there was not a positive outcome from it. Like, it, like most embarrassing moment or an incident that like you have a bad, like a negative memory of. Uh, I'm just, I've, I was always the shy, quiet yes. girl who my fifth grade teacher goal I was not for the record. Her goal at parent conference for my mother was to make me rowdy. <laughs> Literally her goal was, I need her to be rowdy. I want her to open up. That's so frowned upon. <laughs> if you're a teacher, that is not, no, that is not your child's goal. But it denies when you're quiet and terrified to speak and have to have everybody happy with you and have to make a hundred and can't have anybody upset. Mm -mm. Who okay, is, so who I am. So you clearly remember that vividly. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So let's say that you go to a parent teacher conference. Your children really don't fall in this department. Uh, you have children who are shy, but I, I mean, we went to high school together. I don't think either of your girls are quite there. Oh, no. To like where you were. No. So let's say you go to a parent teacher conference and someone says something of similar, like, hey, Huntley, our goal this year is for Huntley to become rowdy. What is your immediate out the gate response? What do you, what, why? What have you met her? You're defensive, right? Yeah. Okay. So this is what, this is the activity. Okay. Go. So there are three states of our nervous system, right? So uh, raise your hand if you've ever heard that a child is dysregulated. No. Okay. It's a sped thing. So, <laughs> so you're, you have states when you are regulated, meaning you're calm, cool, collected, happy, yeah. and then dysregulated. Okay, so your three states. Your ventral state is I am safe and capable. So like uh, your first podcast, you probably were not in ventral state because you were nervous. Negative. You I said bless it about 150 she times. Did. And now guess who says bless it? I'm sorry. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Anywho, so but now you feel relatively confident coming down here and doing this. Yeah. We didn't even plan it. Nope. We just kind of did it. Threw the children upstairs and left. My husband is by himself up there with five children under the age of five. True <laughs> facts. <laughs> that's terrifying. Okay. So anyways, so that's your ventral, right? So you're happy and you're joyful and you're grounded and things are going well. Yes. Then, and look at it like a ladder. So then you have your sympathetic. That's the, I can, and I have to do it right now. That's typically me. Mm-hmm. 
because I have pent up energy. I have too much energy in my body. So my senses are heightened or I have tunnel vision on one specific thing. It has to get done right this second. Yeah. Um, and then I get really frustrated, annoyed, anger, rage, all that happens. Okay. So then your third step is dorsal, which is I can't. Mm-hmm. So like there's not enough energy to do it. My I'm brain fog. I don't even remember what I was supposed to do. Um, apathy, like this is where depression comes in. Yeah. Um, can't get off the couch, those kinds of things. So we're constantly moving up and down our ladder, right? Like you're not just going to wake up and be like, I'm in, I'm, I'm in my ventral state all day. Like, yeah. no, that's if you've had wine. So 20% of our information goes from our brain to our body, right? The brain says, no, you can do that. And so the body does. Yeah. Brain says you're hungry, eat brain, right? Right. The other 80% goes body to brain. So when you're overstimulated or overwhelmed or whatever, and your husband goes, it's fine. Just chill. Don't worry about it. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll work itself out. Yeah. How, what's your response to that? And normally just a stare. You can tell me it's fine all day long. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean I believe it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so the point is we have to we have to show our body that it's safe, not just tell it. Right. So different things that you and I do. I think I do it more, but we'll see. There's coping skills and then there's regulation resources. Uh-huh. Okay, coping skills is a band-aid. Yeah. Resources is what we do to actually fix the problem. Mm-hmm. So, top coping skill. <laughs> Oh, I yell. No. I just yell. You just yell. I do. I yell. And it and it has ruined many relationships in my overall history. And I am the exact opposite. I shut down. Mm-hmm. I don't let it out. Which is why we're best friends because then I go and do the yelling for you. It's so true. <laughs> yeah, no. Mine is to deny, avoid. For example, I have three text messages unread because I don't know how to respond to them. And so I'm just not. <laughs> Um, I have an obsessive need to not have numbers. Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't. That's why I answer so fast or send you a text message. Even if it's 7am. Yeah. And then you have me last night who had to say, I'm muting you because I can't focus. (laughs) And I would not have been offended if you didn't answer. Because the problem is you're responding and I'm like, oh my gosh, I need to let her know that I'm not ignoring her, but also I'm trying to write a paper. And so what do I do? And so I ignored it first. And then I thought, no, no, let's. Let's let her know that I'm not ignoring her and tell Meanwhile, her what's happening. she's just laying in bed scrolling through TikTok and just, oh, Mackenzie would think that's funny. Oh, Mackenzie would think that's funny. Oh, Mackenzie yeah. would think that's funny. And it has absolutely no knowledge whatsoever that you haven't even answered. Didn't even notice. See, and here I am worrying that I'm offending you by not <laughs> responding to your 12 TikToks. You ought to know by now I'm really hard to offend. Oh, I, here's the thing. And this is, again, I know this. Deep down mm-hmm. in my soul, in my brain, I know you don't care. I know you're not offended, but my people pleaser says, oh, you're going to have somebody really upset with you if you do not respond right now. Which is probably why the other top thing that you struggle with is setting boundaries. Oh, big time. Like, For example, not, not, I can hear my child upstairs going, mama, mama. And you know how bad I feel that uh, I'm down here? But oh. the good news is he is paying attention. She's The only reason you're here is because she's in the pantry and she probably wants to know if she can have a snack. True facts. <laughs> so, Okay. So coping skills are what we use to escape, right? We yeah. just peace out and then yep. we don't have to deal with it. Yeah. So do you find yourself in sympathetic state more or in dorsal state more? I think you're more dorsal and I'm more sympathetic. 
Uh, probably here lately, definitely dorsal. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely on that fine line of depression, not wanting to do anything, too many things that need to be done, and so I'm just going to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely living in that state of my life right now. So hmm, this is a fun one. Okay, so when you think about most embarrassing moments or like th- whatever the case may be, when when you think about your responses, so when most typical, you shut down, right? Yes. Like you just stop. Yeah. Who does that in your life? Who shuts down? Yeah. I who, don't, I who, don't like know. Does, is that how your mom responds? Is that how your dad responds? Like that's not a knock to them, but like no. is that because you've had to – Seen it somewhere and it work. Uh, I'm definitely follow my father's footsteps. My mom is or the one that makes people speak. Is that what you did to deal with fifth grade? Uh, I've used that to deal with a lot of things. So I asked because when we go into one of those states, yeah, we revert back to whenever that happened. Mm-hmm. So like for me, I get really defensive when Tyler's like, what are we having for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. The house is clean and everything's done and nobody's dead and we made it this far. And I'm like, you freaking make dinner. And he's like, okay. I just wanted to know. I was uh, Okay. What do you want? You want a grilled cheese? Like, you know, <laughs> he just wanted to know if there was something already prepared yeah. for dinner. And that goes back to, and I've had to talk about it with my counselor, to when Zane, mm-hmm. when I had postpartum depression, my brain was telling me, you are failing, you are bad, you're not supposed to like this, oh my gosh, he needs something from you, how annoying. Like, my, even though I was not in a mental well state, right. my, for a whole year, my brain learned when someone needs something, that is negative it's and annoying. annoying. Okay. So now I respond back to that, and I've decided there has to have been some kind of time in my life that I don't have a vivid memory of off yeah. the top of my head, but like that I needed something that I didn't get mm-hmm. rather that I needed a conversation. I needed a, whatever it could have been a teacher. It could have been parents, whatever the case may be. Right. And I didn't get it. So I revert back to my 16 year old self and I act like a 16 year old throwing a tantrum. Yeah. Or probably even toddler time. So my husband has learned the hard way, unfortunately, at least the first like six weeks of our marriage. Right. Uh, the one thing you don't do to me is shush me. Oh, I even know this. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and not like when you're being rude. I mean, like that's obviously rude to right. shush anybody. Right. But when I am excited about something or whatever and I'm loud mm-hmm. and someone goes, shh, it could be as simple as that. Tyler could put his hand on my thigh to tell me to be quiet. Right. I lose my ever loving crap. And it took me like 28 years and counseling to figure out and remember that when I was a kid, my parents would shush me mm-hmm. because I'm a loud individual. Right. I mean, like, no knock to my parents. I'm a loud person. But in church, in this, in that. And so I immediately revert back to when you think I'm too loud, too bold, too all the things that I am. Yeah. I immediately revert back to my toddler fourth, fifth grade self. Yeah. When I was told to be quiet and I act like a toddler fourth, fifth grade child. Yeah. In my response, which I have to remind myself because when Zane loses his crap and I get mad, 
He's doing exactly what I do. He's just doing it in four-year-old form. Right. And I was like, <laughs> when I learned that, because I was like, oh, great. Well, now I can't be mad at him for it. So top, so moving into, there's a bunch of different ways, right? There's, there's sympathetic and state. So when I'm in, or Zane really is my primary thought on sympathetic. When there's all this built up energy and he can't be still, what do we do? How do I like chill? Get onto them. <laughs> we do. Yeah. We're yeah. like, Zane, will you please, for the love of God, sit down and be quiet, which is ironic based on the story that I just said. Correct. And so uh, alternative resources is you could work out, you could do squats, you could tap your feet, you could run back and forth. And so we've started doing yoga, mm-hmm. like kid yoga on the, on YouTube, on the YouTube. I the just sounded YouTube. like a senior citizen. <laughs> Kids yoga before bed. Yeah. And of course, Benjamin's like, stretch, <laughs> like, what are we doing? And Zane's over here like, ooh, ooh, And I'm like, okay, well, one of us should be ooh, Right. And so Zane has become like, he thinks it's the coolest thing ever, but it also is bringing his body more into a regulated state and calming it down as opposed to the other way around. Yeah. And so... When you go into dorsal state, your alternatives are like grounding yourself, taking a cold shower. This is why they keep talking about it's like the whole new thing right now, right? It's cold showers or yeah. whatever it's called. I don't know. It's not for me. I can tell you that much. Um, and you, you do this one, running your fingers through your hair, mm-hmm. like playing with your hair, oh, finding yeah. your senses. Yeah. Um, and then there's this handy dandy other state that nobody ever talks about, but I feel like is 99.9% both of us. It's called freeze. It's the happy medium between the two. Hmm. I want to get it done. Yeah. I need to get it done, yeah. but I can't. Yep. I'm froze. Yep. And I don't know how to get out of that. Yeah. And so in that particular case, it's like we have to find whichever one. Typically it's dorsal because I'm froze. Right. And get ourselves out of that. Mm-hmm. But... The hardest part is just recognizing, recognizing that you're even in it. Yeah. Like I've done yelled at four people by the time I realize I'm in that state. Right. But how, how for you, when you need to step away, like you text me (laughs) usually, but, but when you need that time, when you need to step away, when you need to not be with your kids. Let's say, you know, like you need time by yourself. Right. Does it bother you to go be by yourself? Oh, a thousand percent. You can't just go sit by yourself? No. For example. I'm like Higgins table of one. I see you with the chips and salsa. Like, for example, on Wednesday of this week, I told my husband, I'm feeling very overwhelmed between work and wife things and mom things. And in my master's program and XYZ, I'm feeling extremely overwhelmed. I said, is it okay? I have to ask permission, which nobody says I have to, but my brain says you have to ask permission for mm-hmm. this um, to go to Target. I just need to go. I'm still mad. I didn't skip class. I invited you, but whatever. <laughs> so, uh, and of course, my husband said yes. Like, if you need it, he knows. If I'm asking, it's because I need it because mm-hmm. I don't ask hardly ever. Um, so I get the girls, go home. I'm, I'm getting all the things, and then he knows I, I do this stall. I go, do you need anything? And he'll say no. And I say, Are you well, sure? Do you want me to get the girls' food or anything? And he goes, No. Like, can I get you anything <laughs> from Abilene? Anything. And he has to stop me and say, Leave the house. Yeah, this is 
this is for you, not for me. He says, I've already told you go. And I'll say, you know, I do this. Like, this is my stalling of, I feel really guilty that I'm leaving right now. Even though I have full permission to do this. Yes. And that's what, that was my next question was, and the whole time you're gone, do you feel bad? Uh, part of the time. Usually or at yes. least on your way back. Like I'm, I feel rejuvenated and I feel better. And then I get back home and I'm like, Oh no, I've been gone. And now I've missed all these. Yes. Things. So mm-hmm. I feel good driving away. It's a little hard at first. And then I get my music going or podcast mm-hmm. or whatever, get to where I am. I'm good. But then the clock starts ticking and I didn't know this about myself, but the clock is stressful to me. Uh-huh. Seeing the time ticking away and knowing I've been gone for too long, it starts to make me in that freeze mode. And on the flip side, I have absolutely zero concept of time. Yes. Even medicated. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll just be gone for a little bit. And I'll be gone three hours to Walmart down the street. Like, that's because I walk up and down on the aisles. Yeah. But I have no concept of time. And then because of that, mm-hmm. then instead of being frustrated by, oh my gosh, I've been gone this long. Yeah. Oh my God, I've been gone this long. Then I get back and then it's like, oh my gosh, I've been gone this long. And so it's all the same, just in two different ways. Yeah, mine happens before I'm, like, while I'm still supposed to be enjoying myself, I'm already stressed. For example, even coming here, did we set a time to come here? No. No. Which is fine, except, do you know how long it took my children to get out the door? Oh, the text message. What time do you want us to come? Yesterday. I want you to come yesterday. Just get in the car. I don't care yeah. if you even have clothes on at this point. So then I'm like, I need to get there. And then my children get toothpaste on their pants, and they have to change clothes two times. And then they're throwing a fit. And then I feel bad that I'm not there yet. But then at the same time, mm-hmm. I feel bad that I'm leaving my husband all alone. Does he care? Absolutely uh-uh. he not. He don't care. He's still playing Farm Simulator. So, like, for example, I'm sitting here right now. Mm-hmm. I am in the moment. I am present. Am I looking at the clock to see uh-huh. what time it is? Yes, I am. Did I said, what time should I be home? And he said, whenever you want. When do the kids go to bed? And I said, about 8. He said, be here at around 8. Like, you don't want me back earlier? And he said, he literally said, this is not to get rid of you, but no, go enjoy. He said, he said, but no. But no. <laughs> but here I am, still worrying. Mm-hmm. On my anxiety medicine, I am anxious. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and that's and that's where it's like at some point we have to find the happy medium of I am worth time for myself. Mm-hmm. I am worth time for me. My kids are worth me having time for me so that I can be mom to them. Yes. And I have to physically say that out loud sometimes. Like I have a note in my phone that I don't know what I typed it up for, but it's, I know it never got deleted. And now I've decided that God has just left it there. It says I am worth kind words. And so are my children. And I was like, I don't know what epiphany I had. And when I wrote that down or if I like saw it in a book somewhere, so I wrote it, I don't know, but I've never deleted it. Yeah. Because what happens is when I get frustrated, I'm, beat myself to a pulp. Oh yeah. You can't do this. You can't do that. You're failing. You can't keep up with the house, even though the house has been kept completely. I mean, the house looks great right now. Can I just add, I folded four baskets of laundry this morning before you got here. Yeah. Unmedicated, may I add. But I still, the smallest thing could happen later. And I'll be like, you can't keep the house clean and you can't do this and you can't do that. And the reality is up to this point, you've done it fine. Yeah. Or, or there's Tyler who's like, the house looks like this because we live here. <laughs> oh, at the time <laughs> Which is I the wrong hear answer. that phrase. 
I'm like, this house is a mess. And he's like, we live here. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yep. And yep. his favorite thing to do, like today we bought a new bedroom set, right? Like we, it's, we bought a Betty's every house, every room in the house has a Betty's now. And the reason we bought new bedding is because Tyler kept <laughs> laying our children on my comforter not realizing that they had already had the blowout. Therefore, there are multiple spots on my old comforter that are poop spots. Yep. Okay, cool. So we buy a new one. So today he comes in and he's like, there's poop everywhere because Benjamin pulled his pants down and the pull-up came with him. It was a whole thing, right? Oh, that's the worst. So then he comes in and he's like, can I wash my hands, please? And he's messing with me. And I'm like, well, the sink's right there. Like, there's soap and everything. It's magical. And because I was a smart aleck, I got the smart back. Oh, which no. Which I don't like, may I add. I just not my favorite. And he was like, well, it's fine. I also got to figure out how to get the poop off the new bedding. And I about came unglued. Did he, d- no. does he remember you're not medicated? <laughs> that today is not goes, the day. And he goes, relax. I'm kidding. It was just a poop joke. And I was like, poop joke. <laughs> I was like, it wasn't funny. It no. wasn't freaking funny. But it was just like all of these things that I can't control. Isn't and it the yet, worst? And yet it's the one thing that bothers me the most. Yes. And I think that's why. I think what we all long for is control. Yeah. Rather, and I don't necessarily mean like I have to control every, I have to control my marriage and I have to control my children. I don't mean it like that kind of control. A sense of control in my life. That feels like I have enough control that it is not gone nuts. Yeah. That it's not out, that my, our scenario is not out of control because I'm not here. Mm-hmm. And I've decided that is the hardest thing to do. Oh, absolutely. Also, he said they're fine. I oh, I fully believe I they are fine. But does my brain believe it? No. no. So I'm not telling your brain. I'm showing you. Do you need me to ask for a picture? No, it's fine. Because that's good. showing versus telling it's for good. anyone who needs to know. It's good. Anyway, so I think that's one of the hardest things, though, is every day. <laughs> I don't know that? if y'all can hear it, but we can grab. Yeah. Every day I wake up and I don't know how I'm going to wake up. I don't know if I'm going to wake up in a panic. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to wake up not caring at all, probably to the point that I should. I don't know if I'm going to wake up mad at my husband for something he did in my dreams last night. I don't know. Dream cheated on you. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I'm going to wake up. And I think that that is actually the hardest part for the control aspect. Absolutely. I have no control of understanding how I'm going to wake up. I can control how I attempt to guide my body in that I can control when I go to bed I can control if I have caffeine so long before I go to bed I can control and so that is something that I've done with some of my friends and I I don't know if we've had to do it yet I don't know if you've panicked enough that we've had to do it yet I've told you to flip the script many times oh yeah one of my handy dandy tricks but I with a friend the other day I said okay you have to make two tables in your mind you have to make a chart what I can control and what I cannot control. Mm -hmm. So like when I come home and the house is a mess, my immediate response is I have to clean this up right now. Yeah. They don't need to eat. I don't need to feed myself. I don't need to worry about Benjamin's poop diaper that will become a blowout if I don't change it now. The house is a mess. And then I'm mad because I'm having to do other things. Right. So I have to make like, okay, 
here's what I can't control. I can't control the toys everywhere right now because as soon as I pick them up, they're going to come back out. Yes. I can't control when someone poops. <laughs> Unfortunately, we <laughs> Which cannot. is unfortunate. <laughs> if somebody figures that one out, let me know. What I can control is changing the diapers all as soon as I get home so that that is taken care of in order for me to do the other thing. Correct. What I can control is making sure the kids are fully taken care of before I can do something else, which for us after school includes we're going to come home. Everybody's going to get a clean diaper. I don't care if it's still dry. Everybody's getting a clean diaper. Everybody's going to get a plate. Everybody's going to sit somewhere, wherever that is happening. Right. And we're going to do this. Now, on some nights, we all sit together. On some nights, one of us is watching one thing in the living room and one thing in the dining room because I have class or whatever the case may be. Right. I can control these things in order to finish the thing that I want to finish but may or may not be able to. Right. And so I have to, like, make a chart in my mind. I'm like, T-chart. Okay, here we go. I love a good T-chart. Yeah. And so that's what you have to start doing. So now when you message me, I'm going to say, where's your T-chart? Where's my T-chart? And y'all don't know her well enough yet, but she'll send me a T-chart. Probably will. It'll probably be color-coded. <laughs> I was about to say, and it will be color-coordinated with a chart at the bottom to follow. It'll have a key. So, but that's, and that's some of the things that I do. And they're, by no means do they always work. Right. Ever. Most of the time I just cuss. I mean, I love Jesus, but I cuss. Sometimes. I'm not even going to say I cuss a little. Like I, yeah, it's true. And I try to minimize it for the sake of the podcast, but I've done really well up to this you point. Have. Proud of myself. Um, so last thing, how would you say your mental health has changed from pre-motherhood to now? Pre-motherhood, I feel like generally speaking, I've always been pretty chill, always been pretty calm, always been a little anxious, but never anything extreme. Um I don't know. I just, I've always been a people pleaser, but I didn't stress over things. Now I struggle and I see the struggles and I know when they're usually know when they're about to happen. Um, and so like, I know something that you talk about a lot on podcasts, on Instagram, anything Mm -hmm. is just taking care of yourself, your mental health, prioritizing you, the healthy eating, the just taking those times. And I've, I've never had to do that. And Mm -hmm. so now trying to fit that into my schedule I'm trying to figure out how to prioritize that Mm -hmm. because it it needs to be a priority or I'm gonna suffer under everything else that's trying to happen so let's make a (sighs) t-chart she knew it was coming okay so what are the things so like for example school's over you're going home okay whether it's a shift night or not right disregard what has to be done when you get home, what has not, not that you want done, right. What has to be done in order for the house to function and for the girls to successfully go to bed. So my husband laughs at me and the girls probably, they don't openly laugh at me, but they probably know it too. Um, we have a kitchen Island in the middle of our kitchen, mm-hmm. right? It has the sink. We have bar stools. That is where I post up mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. a good two to three hours every evening. I will stand for two mm-hmm. to three hours mm-hmm. in this same spot. You know this. I do it at mine too. Yeah. And so I will stand there and it's in the kitchen. And so during this time, I can get the girls their snacks. I can get them their drinks. I can get them fed. Um, I do the dishes. I will start planning lunch for the next day. Mm-hmm. 
And then once everyone is settled, once the girls have walked away, I stay in this place and I get my AirPods in and I either listen to TikTok Mm -hmm. or I listen to my show. But that is where I live. I live in that spot Mm -hmm. until everybody else is satisfied. (laughs) And then once everybody's satisfied, that is when I can walk away and I can go do laundry. I can go sit at my desk and work on my master's. I can go take a shower. But I have to stand in that spot until my life is settled. Mm -hmm. And it's my time. Except that the only thing that you mentioned for yourself is that entire thing was taking a shower. Exactly. You have to eat. Yeah, that doesn't always happen. I'd say you have to drink, but you and I both carry a cup around 24-7, so that's less of an issue. I mean, should it be a different cup with water in it? Probably. Probably. For me, not her. She's better about it than I am. I try. But, so when you get home, how do you... I I already know how you're going to respond to this. How would it how would it make you feel to get home and not necessarily eat a eat a meal because depending on what time you get home, right? And you eat first. It wouldn't happen. Why? Because I would have children screaming at me that they were hungry and that they need something and I want this and I need this and where's the remote and I can't do this. I So what if you tell them what what's their favorite snack? Like what? What do they snack on when they get home? Applesauce or yogurt? Us <laughs> too. <laughs> okay. So, what's your favorite snack? Um, here's something else about motherhood. I don't know what my favorite things Facts. are anymore. Facts. I don't have any favorite things. I don't have any. I don't, these are not a few of my favorite things anymore. Nope. Okay. So, something that I started and I failed to continue, but it worked really well when I did it. When we get home, on our way there, I say, "Who? What do we want for a snack when we get there?" I, Full well knowing the answer I'm going to get. Right. What do you want? I want an apple. Okay, great. Cool. Whatever. I'll let y'all choose which one that is. It's always Zane. <laughs> so let's say, okay, cool. Zane, I want an apple too. Can you? Can your job be that you get mommy an apple and my job will be that I get you an apple? Oh. Or whatever the case may right. be. Because what I've learned is with my kids' personalities, which are very similar to yours. Yeah. They long to be helpers. Oh, yes. They love to help. And this is accurate of most children. So how can you use your tiny little human being servants at home? They are servants. I don't care what y'all say. (laughs) How can, but the Lord said we should serve. Okay. How can we, I hate to say train, but in reality, train our children that everything that you think you need, mommy needs too. You are hungry. You are start. You are dying because you need another slice of an apple right this second. Yeah. So sometimes I have to go, Zane, you want another apple right now. I, I hear it. I, I understand that's what you want. Mommy is also hungry. So I will get you an apple, but I need you to go get the carrots out of the fridge for me or whatever because I'm trying to make dinner. Right. Because mommy is so tired and mommy can't. Mommy can't keep going. She's got to have a snack too. Oh, okay. I'll help. And then I am forcing myself to have my freaking snack because my kid brought it to me. And then he'd be disappointed if I didn't eat the snack he brought me. True. So think about ways that the girls can help you. Like make your list. What are the goals of taking care of yourself? Like whatever that may be. And like I know this is easier said than done for you. But like I really want to start walking in the evenings. Yeah. I've been saying this for years, may I add. We got a freaking wagon. We're going on walks. But 
I have had to say, like, if I know I really want to do it, like, it's really pretty and we're going to do this, I have to tell the, the kids that we're going to do it. Because they will not they forget. Don't forget. So if I know that I want to go on a walk every evening, weather permitting, then I say out loud, Zane, you see this chart on, on, the, on the fridge? We're going to walk all seven boxes on the chart unless it's raining or too cold. By God, if every night we get home, Zane's like, Mom, it's not raining and it's not cold. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, let's go. So finding ways that your kids can be a part of that, because I think it's just as important. Obviously, your child's age plays a role here in their ability to understand. I think it's just as important that we teach our children that we have the same needs they do. Yeah. Like, I think they think that we don't need for anything. Oh, yeah. Kids think that we're just like superheroes. Like, we just wake up and we don't need to eat or sleep or do anything to survive. Yeah. When they're dying, if they don't get those things. Right. That second. Yeah. Immediately. (laughs) And so trying to instill and help, help them understand, like, you're right. You're hungry. Mommy's hungry too. And I've done that before. Zane wants something right this second. And I've said, Zane, have you had dinner? Yes. You ate, right? Yes. What did you eat? I know what he ate. I made it. Right. Chicken nuggets and such and such. Okay, great. Mommy has not eaten. Mommy has not eaten since lunchtime. Do you remember when lunchtime was? That's a long time ago. Yeah, it was a long time ago because you and pre-K, that was at 1045 in the morning. Yep. Mommy has not eaten since lunch. And so before mommy can do X, Y, Z for you, mommy has to eat for her muscles and so that she grows. Because that's what, that's the saying. We don't have to say that. But that's the saying we say for right. us. Okay. And he's not always happy about it. Yeah. But it's logical. Right. Right. You can't argue with it. Right. And so I think it's still obviously something we're working on, but trying to instill that in them to understand, like, I hear you. I hear it. I understand Mm -hmm. that you want X, Y, Z, but I can't do it until I've taken care of me too. Yeah. And I think as they get older, then it opens the opportunity for, I, I understand that you want that, but I have to do something that I need to. Yeah. And it not being like a, explosion <laughs> like you you have needs what like <laughs> <laughs> mind blown and so your homework for the week we won't always have homework but I give her homework all the time I love it is to find the two things the two things that you need okay and th- I know that there are more than two things but you are pretty good about eating like you I skip meals all the time yeah And that's not by choice. Right. (laughs) And nor is it healthy when you're hypoglycemic like I am. But I miss them or I'm like eating the last two chicken nuggets on Zane's plate, right? Like that's not healthy either. So like that's one of my things is that I eat three meals Mm -hmm. or at least eat three times. Right. And that it's semi-decent. Right. Like it's it's not half a chicken nugget or a grape off the floor. Like it's a meal. Okay. Yeah. So two things. And then figure out how the girls can help you do that for yourself. Yeah. Because, like, you paint their nails all the time. I do. Now, I, I am aware that it will not be the same <laughs> if they paint your nails as when we go see Miss Kelly down the street. Yes. I am aware. However, <laughs> things like that. Yeah. Or, like, spa day when you need some time. Yeah. How can the girls help with that? Because then they're having to... We, we raise our children to have a servant's heart, right? Like we, we want our kids to help serve their community, serve yes. their church, serve their, 
you know, be give back to people. So by doing this, it's also helping us teach them. Mommy needs to be served too. Yeah. Not in a like, you're my servant way. Right. But I think it's, I think it's a bigger picture thing. And I think a lot of times we get our blinders on as moms that are like, no, no, my kids shouldn't need to do anything for me. Yeah. And it's, uh, but, but the reality is you need those things because of them. Yeah. Their birthday should really be our celebration day. First you know, of all, I have thought I have of a this. petition. <laughs> I have a petition that your birth, I get the party on your birthday, but that's a problem for another time. But for them to understand, I do everything for you. I need you to understand that I have all the same needs you do. Yeah. You just don't realize it because you don't see it. Right. Because you're in bed at eight o'clock, ideally. And then that's when mommy does her thing. Yes. <laughs> but then, but mommy has her own things she has to do. Yeah. So if mommy doesn't start her things till eight o'clock, when's, when's mommy's desires happen? Like, yeah. like the thing that I want to do and don't have to do. Yeah. When does that happen? It doesn't. Exactly. It does not. She's going to have a tea chart next week. Bless it. Get ready. But okay. Well, any other top tips for handling mental health or anxiety or depression during motherhood? I think, uh, first of all, having somebody, whether it's your husband, whether it's your friend, somebody to not even just vent to, but just bounce ideas off of. And be blatantly honest with. A hundred percent. Like it's, I, I feel safe in telling her, I don't like my kids today. Yeah. I can't even tell you some of the things I say about my kids to her. We're just going to be really, really <laughs> honest about that. But like, I, I know that I can safely say to you, I don't like Benjamin today. Yeah. He's a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> and she knows that I love my children and Absolutely. I don't mean anything by that, but to have that person. I think and that's it's not, the biggest thing. And I think it's so important for you and your husband to be on the same page, but I also think it's important to have someone outside of that. Yes. That is a woman and that has had children or lived in some way, shape or form to understand yeah. what's happening. Absolutely. Because- I have, I mean, I have friends who don't have kids and they're wonderful and they're there for us for everything, but they don't understand. No, it's, it's different. Like I can't just drop everything and go here or go there or do this or do that. I yeah. have to plan. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the easiest thing to understand if you're not a parent. Yeah. And, and not understand. I think they have a desire to understand, but not get like, I can't just go. No, we got, we got to <laughs> I need a babysitter. I got to play in. I got to change pants three times because the kids I got a pack. I got a pack. Crap. I didn't know. It's a whole process. So I think my top one is to give yourself grace and remind yourself every day that you're going to. It's not a matter of of if I'm going to mess up, but of of when. Right. (laughs) Like it's not a matter of for me and it's I'm working on it. It's not a matter of if I'm going to yell at my kids today. (laughs) It's a matter of when it's going to happen. Uh Uh-huh. And luckily, I, I have one thing that I have done right is I have instilled in Zane that accidents happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And luckily, that's his response 99.9% of the time when I come back and say, I'm really sorry. Mommy got really mad. Mommy's really frustrated. And I want you to understand. Some people say, and I agree with this to a certain extent, that we shouldn't tell our children, like, it made mommy really mad when you did X, Y, Z because you don't want your kids to feel like they've made you mad. Right. But the reality is, they do make us mad. They are human beings. And when they become adults, someone else will do that to them. Yeah. And so for me, I think it's important to say, I know that you necessarily didn't mean to make mommy mad. I know that you weren't trying to make mommy mad or sad, but it is how mommy felt. And so how can we not feel that way next time? Yeah. Because I think that that's how we learn. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's how we teach our kids empathy 
and sympathy to go into the real world and say, and, and be able to say, I hurt your feelings and I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean, that wasn't my intent. Right. So give yourself grace. Remember, it's the most important thing. I keep looking at the TV to the right, but the camera's up there. So. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It's fine. So when I look off that away, <laughs> you all know why. But all right. Thank you all for coming. We will be back. I think we're going to start every Monday and Friday episodes. Um, we were Wednesdays with like a bonus episode on Mondays, but then it was like there's this long gap yeah. between Wednesday to Monday. And so I think we're just going to space it out and we'll play it and see what happens. But y'all have a great day and we will see you guys next time.